things there, and I just want to make sure that if we cover it, we tread carefully. Um, but there's a lot of video footage in the Kanika Jenkins case as well, and a lot of it is that same kind of choppy video because it's not those, like, clean... Um, hmm. It's not like a clean 30-second video. So... Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to excel and do well. Mel. Reminder, listeners, you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through the Intern Pursuit Facebook live chat. Coming up on this, on this episode of Intern Pursuit Live, end of semester looking for internships? Sign up with Intern Pursuit or contact Isabella at Isabella at internpursuit.tech. We also have our guest, Dr. Calvin Williams, an award-winning professional with 25 ex years of experience and, and is an exceptional uh, communicator who drives results through authentic leadership, team empowerment, and in innovation. Glad to have you. So, social plugs. You can find Intern Pursuit on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find our Intern Pursuit game on Facebook and Twitter, and you can listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. Follow the Intern Whisperer. You can watch us live on Intern Pursuit, and you can call us live on the air. Again, the phone number is 407-582-2906, and chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook Live chat. Pixel Crawler is a suite of tools that audits, monitors, and historically tracks the pixels implemented on your website. There are strong dependencies built on the consistency and accuracy of the data collected by the tracking pixels, and Pixel Crawler will help ensure all data is being collected as intended. Their website is pixelcrawler.com. Thank you, Pixel Crawler, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer. Okay. Don't play it now. It's okay. Um, so, Intern Pursuit News. Students who want to join our startup team and be an Intern Pursuit student influencer or brand ambassador, go to internpursuit.tech forward slash careers to check out the job descriptions and apply to be a part of our superhero team. We're inviting employers of all types and sizes to be part of our early adopter beta program. Early adopter employers are accepted to participate, and you can contact me, Isabella, at internpursuit.tech for more information. Go to our social feed and read our What I Learned stories from previous semester interns. So welcome, Dr. Calvin Williams, to the Intern Whisper. We're so excited to have you. I am excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for the invite. Looking forward to networking with everyone. Very nice. Mel, you want to kick us off? Yes, um, Dr. Williams, I kind of want to go back to the beginning of your uh, higher education journey, and if you can tell our viewers where you went to college, your major, and if you did an internship, and what your experience was with that. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, I was, I guess you could say, more of an unorthodox student, because I did most of my education while I was serving active duty in the Air Force, so I would work oh. all day and then actually go to school at night, so for my undergrad and my master's, I spent most of my time doing that. Uh, my undergrad is in psychology. Uh, from Liberty University, and my graduate work master's degree is in counseling human relations. I uh, always nosy. I want to know why people do what they do, so I kind of did the best of both worlds. Uh, my PhD is in industrial organizational psychology. A lot of times I just abbreviate it for organizational psychology. So psychology of the workplace, how to get hired, how to stay hired, team building. Um, as far as the internship, again, I was a non-traditional student, so really not, but I did a uh, cultural immersion project 
uh, what that equated, I was in career services doing career development. I was my career development course in my master's program. And I immersed with the Jewish culture in Macon, Georgia. So what that looks like is I actually had to reach out to a rabbi and I had to attend synagogue services uh, over a weekend, over a week to kind of understand what that meant. Um, so I interviewed the rabbi, interviewed uh, leaders of the synagogue, interviewed members of the synagogue. They had no idea why I was there, but they let me participate. And what it was is to kind of show me as a counselor how to deal with folks from different cultures. Um, I didn't know anything about the Jewish culture other than things I kind of thought I saw on TV, but it was a way for me to kind of understand um, their Sabbath, how, what their services, why they eat certain things. And one of the things I did find out is uh, Jewish is not just religious, it's the life. Mm. They are, you know, I, some days you're Baptist, but Jewish folks are Jewish every day. And that was good for me to be able to see and work with different folks in the career services world. Yeah, it is part of uh, not just a, a culture, but it is uh, a heritage thing. Mm -hmm. um, Ancestry.com, it shows like I have like, I think it's 5% Jewish in, uh, lineage in my family. And I thought that was kind of interesting, too, because we always told, we're told we were American Indian. Right. We're not. There's other features that show up. So, so I, yeah. I, I learned a lot. So it wasn't an official internship, but I actually had to do that. I had to come back and write a paper on the cultural immersion, and I got an A on it, so I think I did okay. <laughs> yeah, you did good. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. And do you still, from that experience, do you still keep in touch with people from that, that time frame? I, did I, you develop friendships out of it? I did, and I, I'm invited back um, anytime. Again, I, I left um, Macon and actually moved to Orlando, but anytime I go back up, the rabbi is still there, mm. uh, the leaders of the, of the synagogue are still there, and I have an open invitation. And I actually go by uh, just to say hello because it was a good experience. I learned a lot. I, I felt uh, a need to learn more mm -hmm. because of, of their experience. But, yeah, I'm, I'm welcome back, and I do go back and say hello and stop by whenever I'm back up in Georgia. Hmm, that's really nice. So um, one of the things that I had read, oh, I don't think we're on here. There we go, is a quote from your blog article, always reach back and help others. Um, it, it means always remember that somebody helped us to get, somebody helped us to get where we are today. And that was your quote. Uh, Zig Ziglar's quote is, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough people, other people get what they want. So who is the person that stands out for you the most in your life that gave you that chance? I, I would like to cheat and just kind of list a bunch of names because I have multiple mentors. Well, but you know what? I think that's okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I will stick with the script, and, okay. I, and I'll, I'll give you um, uh, the, the person that stands out to me as far as when you say give a chance. Uh, she's my mentor, one of my mentors, Ann Lloyd. Um, she, I met her when I was doing work at Macon State College. Mm -hmm. uh, the chance that she gave me is, again, I've said I was in the Air Force, and if you know anything about me, I was a computer analyst. Uh, I, I did event planning. Nothing about that said university career services. Mm -hmm. So again, my undergrad is in psychology, counseling. So she kind of leveraged that educational piece and saw I had a passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. And when I interviewed for the position, I always tell students, go and do your best because nothing in my background said I could do the job other mm -hmm. than I had a degree. Mm -hmm. And she took the chance. So my first job out of the Air Force, three weeks, I took a uniform off, and three weeks later I went to work on a university campus. I'd never done that. So Ann Lloyd, was that person that gave me the ch she took a chance on me uh, I think it, it worked out really well because I've been doing this ever since uh, for the last 13 years the biggest thing I learned from her in higher ed and I think sometimes folks don't get it is our job is to help students mm -hmm. 
And, you know, you're not saying all professors do this. Sometimes they're too busy to sit down with you. But the biggest thing she beat into me is, like, we are here to help students. They walk in at 432 and we get off at 430, whatever, we take care of them. Mm -hmm. And that sticks with me. And so some of my passion to help and make a difference, that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. But, again, I could say other folks, but Ann Lloyd uh, from Macon State College, she took a big chance on me. And I've been doing this ever since. Is she still there? Does she still work? She has her own consulting she retired from the educational uh, system and she's still in Macon and she has her own kind of like me I think I got I stole her idea she has her own little consulting so she teaches adjunct up there and mm-hmm. she teaches Sunday school up there and uh, again networking is networking she connected me to the Jewish synagogue because mm-hmm. one of her best friends was in her organization so we kind of touch that as well but she's not with Macon State anymore but she's still in the area we con- we communicate pretty much monthly Oh, that's cool. So I, I still, you're never too old for your mentors, so <laughs> I, I, I get advice from her as much as, as many times as I need. Don't you think mentoring is like a 360 experience, though? It comes back. I know that I learn from all of the ones that are around me because they're studying different things. They also have different backgrounds, different heritage. Right. So it's I, not I, just that. No, I agree, and I, I'm smiling because uh, – She'll tell me on the phone is like, you know, you're mentoring me more than I'm mentoring you. I'm like, yeah, right? but <laughs> right. Let's just keep it the way it is. I'll say you're my mentor, but yeah, I do mentor, and even the folks that I mentor, um, those I say the same thing because if 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 you let them talk, you're gonna learn something from your mentees, mm-hmm. and to me, that's the exciting part about mm-hmm. it because. I'm not just telling them things to do or giving them ideas. They're giving me um, other things. I mentioned uh, the lunch meeting I had with one of my mentees today. She got something from me. I learned from her. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with another one for breakfast tomorrow, and we talk. Okay, on the we phone. should definitely <laughs> give them a special shout out. So, Caitlin Study. Yes. Yes, Kate. we love her. I know I do. And then also Daniel Botera. Daniel Botera. Yeah, we uh, have to give them some social. Yeah, work. they are in a small world. Uh, I met Daniel as a UCF student maybe in 2011, and I met Caitlin as a UCF student either 2011 or 2012. And they're in my phone, so they'll text me when they have, hey, I need to talk to you, or I can reach out to them. So, again, lessons from Ann Lloyd, mentoring from me, I put it into other folks. And if I can say, I consider myself a tree, and everybody I mentor is branches, Mm -hmm. and then my branches are responsible to reach out and help everybody else. If Mm -hmm. not, I beat them. It's that movie, Pay It Forward. Do you guys know that movie? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. You I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm surprised. Wait. I thought you've heard yeah, of yeah, read seen. or seen just about every movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> pay it forward. It it's a good movie yeah. though. Maybe seen that too, seen okay, pay yeah. it forward is one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Melanie. Yes, uh, Dr. Rollins, I'm hoping you can kind of tell us about the secret of networking. What are three to five tips that you have for students or seasoned professionals about improving their networking skills? Um, I would say networking skills, just like anything, we call it a skill. You have to practice it. Um, If you go to a networking event once a year, you're not going to be very good. If you go to multiple, you seek out these opportunities, make yourself uncomfortable. So I guess the, the number one tip is it's a skill that you can build. So the more you practice, the more you talk to folks you're not used to. Again, you guys talk to professors, talk to other educators or administrators, go to, uh, human resources, your communication, go to those type of things. So it's a skill that you build up. Um, The other tip I would say is if you're not on LinkedIn, get there. 
build your profile because folks like myself, that's that's my primary uh, area that I'm going to look for talent. I'm going to look for folks to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it as well. If you're looking for folks in New York City to talk about uh, the movie business, you can find by company. You can toggle, and this is, I say, there's, there's search features. I always say toggle. You have the perfect thing. If you're a UCF student, find somebody in the entertainment industry in New York who went to UCF. It's an easy conversation because now you get to talk about those professors that you shared or the mm-hmm. ideas. I've never had an alum not want to talk to someone. So, again, you can reach out to folks like me, but if someone's an alum of your school, perfect opportunity for you to talk to them. Uh, with your networking, have your elevator pitch ready to go. So when you reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I, I do this to make sure everybody understands, you can't just do that, hey, I want to connect with you. That's the lazy way. Tell me, where did I meet you? Who are you? What's your name? What's your major? When do you graduate? And while you're networking, what do you want from me? Do you want a business card? Do you want to take me to lunch? you want to talk? you want to get hired? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to tell the people because I'll go to networking events and I'll shake 200 hands. And nobody asked me for anything. Mm-hmm. And then they'll email me, hey, I was the guy in the black suit. Can't do any. I don't, you know, so if you have something. So, again, get something. Tell them what you want. Have your business cards. You know, students, name, major, when you graduate, interest areas. Give that to them. Hey, can I follow up with you? I'm going to reach out to you on LinkedIn. So don't walk away from a networking event, especially if it's a person you really want to meet and talk to, mm-hmm. without telling them, hey, I'm contacting you. I'm going to add to that because sometimes I don't have business cards with me. And when I'm meeting people, I'll go and say, hey, can I connect with you on LinkedIn? And I'll do that right there on the Mm -hmm. spot because then I'm already showing an interest in meeting them. So if you don't have cards, always ask for their card or, you know, definitely ask to connect with them. Yeah, and I'll go back. LinkedIn is probably the the easiest way. And and I stopped carrying business cards because a lot of times if folks want to work with me, I'm like, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't turn too many people away, but if you can't find me after I tell you who I am and where I'm, you don't want to work with me. So I, I use that as a test to see, are you hungry? And if you're not willing to help yourself reaching out, I, I just go to that next branch on the tree. So um, I, I don't have a business card uh, to give you. I do have business cards, but I don't, ship, I don't give them mm-hmm. to everywhere because I want you to go to LinkedIn. Then when you reach out, just tell me, hey, we were in uh, you. You're in my interview on the radio. I got to remember you there. But (laughs) tell me why and tell me exactly what I can do because um, what do you want? You want me contacts I have in New York City? Great. We'll work on that. But just remember, get something from the folks you're in a networking event and tell them what you want and follow up with them. Those are the tips that I would say. It applies to students, seasoned professionals. Everyone can use those. And then I'm even going to build on top of this. My attorney says this to me also. Um, when, because he, he does work here for Interim Pursuit Pro Bono, John Ennis. He's a really great attorney, giving him a shout-out. He's been a guest on the show. Um, but also, when you take them to lunch, when you take that person to lunch, you're really showing gratitude for spending time with them. In addition, it's a really nice way to really establish that relationship and start it off where it's, it's not just all about you. It's mm-hmm. about something else what can you give back to that person so by going to lunch with them buying them lunch it's a really great way to be respectful of that that time that you're asking for and again networking is a two-way street um it's okay to ask for things but 
don't be afraid to say, hey, what can I do for you? Yes. And you, yes. You, it may not be anything big, but just I say throw that out there because there are times where even as a seasoned professional, I'll reach out to folks on LinkedIn and say, hey, I want to talk to you. And most people are really quick to say, yes, let's see what we can do. I've had some people like, eh, I don't do that. Talk to this person. That's not really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give me two minutes and let me ask my question. That's, you know, but I, I don't forget that. Again, I still will help you, but don't be that person mm-hmm. because everyone had, again, we everyone had to start somewhere. Everyone needs help. So that's why I say if you reach out to me, I've never turned anybody down. Now, I may not be able to do something, but I'll tell you who can. Mm-hmm. So if I need to kick a contact to you, I'm going to tell that contact you're coming there. And again, you have you reach out to them, but I'll connect you if I can't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice. Jonathan? So we touched lightly on about this subject before mm-hmm. uh, the speaking, uh, the show. But um, Dr. Messiah, yeah. uh, I want to know how you partnered with her and your experience with her. Well, I'm hoping she listens to this, watches this. <laughs> um, Dr. Messiah, when my time at UCF, is one of the best partners I had there. Mm-hmm. I had really good ones around the campus, but as a pro- as a professor, she understood the concept of going to school, getting the theory, and then putting it into play and going to work. So my partnership with her was she always invited me into her class every semester mm-hmm. um, as a career services uh, professional to actually talk to students about networking, how to reach out to employers, how to create an elevator speech, how to interview. So she always brought us in to do that. So I would say I'm pretty sure she's still doing it. Um, she used her um industry experience, mm-hmm. not just her academic to actually help students with that. So that's one of the partnerships that I had, and that's how I work with her. Definitely. Uh, I, when I was with her, she was definitely a very motivational uh, motivational speaker and um, really cared about the marketing class and her students and um, wanted her students to have a bright future. So I, d- I definitely really can agree to that. So, um, yeah, so I was wanting just to have a little shout-out. Roger is one of the interns. He's from Rollins <laughs> College, and he wrote us a little note. So just write him back and say, hey, thanks for chatting here. So that would be super nice. But we are going to actually go into our second patron announcement, so we'll transition into that. All right, our second patron for the night is Artistry.io. Artistry.io is a product customization tool for e-commerce stores that increase revenue, customer trust, and business efficiency. Artistry's robust product customizer allows businesses owners to sell personalized products in an existing e-commerce store and automate the processes of custom orders. Their website is Artistry.io. Thank you, Artistry.io, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer Live. The National Association of Colleges and Employers Management Leadership Institute. Um, tell us about the organization and your role with them. Um, the shortest version of that is NACE, National Association of Colleges and Employers, is a nice the group of every college campus uh, career services staff in the country. Actually, it's international. And then there are employers. So every Fortune 500, Fortune 50 company that you would think they get together and they're part of NACE. And what we do is we talk back and forth as an employer, 
what are you looking for in college students? And then from career services, how can we get our college students in front of you? So it's a good consortium of ideas and folks trying to get college students uh, hired. The institute, the uh, Management Leadership Institute, is identified where, from the career services side, anyone who shows the potential to lead, run a career center, or grow beyond that, they're selected to go to that. So I went in 2016. Um, there were about 60 folks from around the country that I got the network. So my cohort was 60 folks, and we basically got around and we shared ideas on leadership. Uh, if you're doing something in California in career services, we wanted to understand what the, we, we could do in Florida. So we shared ideas. Um, there I actually in, was introduced to some of the leaders of the institute where they had looked at my dissertation on authentic leadership. And from that, I got invited to present a webinar to the National uh, Association members on what I wrote in my research on authentic leadership uh, within career services. Uh, if you don't know, not very many folks in higher education get a formal leadership class. It's like, hey, you got a PhD, you run this. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I was interested on how to make us better leaders. How do My leadership directly translates to how we impact students. So from there, I did a webinar with NACE. Um, they've actually written an article uh, on my research, and it's still posted on their site. So my experience with them was I was an attendee. That led me to, again, networking. They took my ideas and let me do a webinar for the national folks, and then there's an article on it. So um, I guess the 2019 cohort is starting there in St. Louis. So again, they do 60 every year, but you're selected based on potential for growth and different things that you've done within the career field. So it's only for um, individuals from schools? For the institute, yes. They d there were no, the only employees that were there were employers who were trainers. Oh, okay. So this is to get your career services office staff prepared for that next step. So if I wanted to go from being an assistant director to an executive director, mm -hmm. these are things because they, the they show you how to do the budget and how to get people paid, how to hire folks. So the so. trainers were the ones that were facilitating the workshop? Correct. So these oh, are folks who've been in the field for, I think, for the 19 cohort, you've got the executive director from Princeton coming in to do wow. some training. When I was there, we had the um, organization development trainee from Walmart headquarters who came in and kind of worked with us. So this is the who's who mm -hmm. of the field to actually come in and get the next generation, that next set ready to assume leadership roles. Wow, that's impressive. I was interested, now I'm not a member, um, but can anybody uh, participate with NACE? That's, do you have to be a member to be able to participate or come in and like be an external trainer or be able to? You can do both. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to attend some of these things, mm -hmm. uh, you would have to be a member and there is an employer membership yep. fee um, for the career services side. Not everyone who works in career services is a member of NACE. Um, you have to pay in. Mm -hmm. uh, so based on who, what position you're in uh, and what you're trying to get done. Mm -hmm. um, at UCF, I was a member of NACE. At FSU, I was a member of NACE because my job was to get employers to come on campus. So I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. But not everyone in my office was a NACE member. From your side, you can be an employer member, mm -hmm. and that gets you all the benefits. You get invited to all the additional trainings, the face-to-face. -face. Um, if you go to the NACE conference next week, you can attend as a non-member. The, mm -hmm. the price is higher. Sure. So, yep. But, yes, you can join uh, NACE. They don't have this 
Well, they don't have a student rate. We normally have our students go to the Florida Association of College Employees because yep. they have a, an a opportunity for them there. But, yes, you can join NACE, and you can get all the benefits. I've never seen an employer at the Management Leadership Institute. That's more for the career services side, but you could go to train. Oh, okay. Well, I'd love to be able to be a trainer there. That would be pretty interesting. I was wondering about how that all worked mm -hmm. and particularly what the uh, organization was. So this question is based on uh, the walk to the, in the, into the future topic. Uh, what's the most transformative change that college students today will experience when uh, they enter their workplace? Excellent question, and I always like to plug Walk in the Future to blog. Um, one of the things that I have, and, and I, I think we were saying you love the idea of walk, is a lot of times everything in the past has already happened. Right. Let's move forward mm -hmm. and, and go. Um, I would say, if we're going to say the most transformative for me in my advice is college students transitioning to the workplace. Um, it's you, you. I have to change your mindset of, you're no longer college students. Even today as interns, you're working in a workplace. To me, you're no longer college students, you're young professionals. And the biggest thing I have to do is make sure y'all understand how that looks because now when you go into the workplace, the people that you're sitting with are your coworkers and not your classmates. Mm -hmm. They're your bosses and not your professors. So you have to make that adjustment. I'm not saying you can't have fun at work, but you have to look at what you have on social media. You can't necessarily put everything you do on the weekend on your social media platform yeah. and then have your boss friend you and say, like, how did you know what I was doing? Uh, a true story, I wish it was. And uh, I've had students who friended their supervisor on Facebook or wherever and then complain about the job. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh that's just like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I called in sick yesterday, but I was really hungover. That's digging yeah. yourself I, a hole. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> wish I was making this up, but this happens, and I'm like, I've got horror stories yeah. like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Have, have fun, but remember who you connected to. Mm -hmm. And also remember those folks can read what you put out there. Um, if you call in sick and you really had a hangover, they can. So I, I say the biggest thing is getting that mindset of these are my coworkers, man. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get into the workplace, mm -hmm. I always say don't be afraid to listen. Because there's someone there. Get a mentor. If you don't have a good onboarding program, ask them, hey, who's my mentor? Who can show me around? Um, most organizations are going to have an onboarding. If you don't, they need to talk to me because I think that's one of the biggest keys. They can eliminate some of these mistakes with new hires, new college students coming in by having an onboarding. What is the handbook? A lot of times, 8 to 5. When do I come to work? What are my lunch hours? Again, you don't think of those while you're in school. And I always like to hurt y'all's feelings. That's senior year, that's your last spring break. There are no more. <laughs> you can take vacation, but you don't just get yeah. a free week off. But I, I think, and I, I joke with it, but I have fun. The biggest thing is going from a college student to a young professional and just that mindset of understanding these folks are your peers. They're your supervisors. And a lot of times with your bonuses and your pay rate, it depends on what these people think of you as opposed to A's and B's. It's like, what do you do? And are you, do you come to work on time? Are you always late? And you don't want to be that person. There's mm -hmm. no class on going to work. I wish there was. But that's the biggest thing, I think, my advice to college students is going from I'm just a college student to no, you're a young professional. I totally to agree with you because when I, um, well, all of these people – these three on the other side of the table have been with me a good month. Abby's been with me six, seven months. Almost, yeah. Yeah, eight maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe eight. Probably 
Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we've been together for a while. And there's several things I tell them. This, this isn't an internship. Th I mean, it's called that. But this is a real job. And mm -hmm. I have to remind them this is a real job. <laughs> and it's not school. So one of the students that I've worked with, you know, I've said, okay, when do you think you can have this done? And they're telling me three months. I said, this isn't a school project. This is actually something that has to be turned around quickly. And they all have heard me say this, too. Um, when interviewing, if you come in and you tell me what can I take off of your shoulders, I'm impressed right off the <laughs> bat because I know that you're coming in here to work and that you have the right attitude. So I could not agree with you even more that – uh, perception and, and drawing that line in the sand and going, this, this is a job. This is preparing me for whatever my next step might right. be, and which is supposed to be graduation and you know, get a job. Welcome to adulting. Yeah, right? and, and that's the, the, the one thing is, it, again, I wish there was a class on this transitional piece, but that's it. I got to plug the Chris Center. That's mm -hmm. what they're there for. That's what a lot of professors are because they're like, hey, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job, and I'm great. But what does work look like? Because mm -hmm. for the last four or five years, you guys have been in a class. They told you what time your class starts, what time your class ends, when your papers are due, when you have in the workplace. It's like, hey, I got a project. I'm going to give it to you. And if you can show me you do it, you have to show me your value. Mm -hmm. And I always say uh, for staying employed, if you help me make money, you show me your value, you stay employed. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you can't help me make money, you don't show your value, you don't show up on time. I can find someone else to do those things. So not to be harsh, but that's the adulting. That's no, the real world. No, that is world. the real world. But if you're going to say, how do I transition from that college student to the work world? Change your mindset. So even now at school, I always tell you, Daniel, when he would show he would show up in a suit a lot of times because he was getting his mindset ready because that's where you wanted to work. And again, when you're in front of people, that networking, you dress for the job you want, as opposed to what you have. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can never be too dressed up. But again, onboarding, when you get to work, what is the dress? I don't dress like this every day. I try to impress y'all. But, mm -hmm. but again, in your workplace, what is the dress? And that's, it's okay to ask that. Good thing that hopefully I have an onboarding handbook. But if not, ask. ask so there's an questions. onboarding process here. Yeah, I'm an onboarding person also, mm -hmm. like yourself. And they all went through onboarding together. We had it in one group. They, they knew what time to be there. Mm -hmm. They knew how they were supposed to dress. We were doing headshots. There was all of these things right. that they had to complete paperwork. And then there was a whole set of process. I'm a big fan of onboarding. I agree. There are a lot That's of, on the employer side. That is. And a lot of organizations are just getting into it because they'll hire someone. And then, the again, with, with the younger generation, even though I'll hire you, but I didn't really tell you what the job was. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Now I got a problem. You don't want to come back. So that's on me as the employer. Mm -hmm. So I, if, if an organization doesn't have an onboarding handbook or a process, they need to get one because mm -hmm. that eliminates a lot of headaches later on because mm – -hmm. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to be here by 9 o'clock. I didn't know what the dress code was. Okay, let's – and, yet it's not to be regimented, but it keeps you out of trouble because, yeah. you know, if the boss's boss comes by and you're asleep at your desk, you can't take naps at work mm -hmm. or close your door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's ways to get it Especially done. Especially <laughs> in the co-working world. In the co-working world, you know, it's, it's really more challenging. And now there's this trend, which I'm sure you've seen, and a lot of them are very familiar with, is wanting to work remotely. Um, we're, we all work a lot remotely, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of the culture of 
intern pursuit and mm-hmm. pivot. What I'm going to turn this over here on you, Abby. Um, what have you been able to um, learn from being able to work remotely and how that has transitioned from um, your intern experience? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm only going to hold it on one because I know that we've been wanting to make sure we stay on top. Well, I would say uh, working remotely, it's it's a first for me. I don't yeah. think I've, I've ever had the opportunity. But I, I like it. It allows you... It gives you time to think and go over things more thoroughly. Um, it's something very new, I would say, uh, for me. So I, I don't really have a lot to base it on. I'm still kind of learning the ropes. But yeah. I really like it. It's it's an interesting experience. And I feel like I don't really have many excuses. If I'm working remotely, it's, it's completely on me, and I'm mm-hmm. the one to blame. And I like that. I I own up to what I do when I'm working that way, I would say. Yeah. That's what I can say about it at the moment. Not really that experience in that department, but it's, a, it's definitely interesting for sure. Very good. All right. So, and just so you know, um, Calvin, my dad was in the Air Force. Okay. Well, yeah. And you were Air Force brat? No, he was um, Air Force. We, he was in the Guard. Okay. Uh, he would be on special missions, and he was in Vietnam. He was in Korea f- for two, two stints. My brother is Air Force career mm-hmm. he is a warrant officer five so he flies also gotcha. so you know hats off i i would say again not to promote you know, for y'all to go do it but uh one of the benefits mm. i've never had a student loan so again I, I can rattle off degrees i've never had to pay anything extra they paid for it i've seen every country that i've ever wanted to go to on their dime. I've lived in Japan, snorkeled in Okinawa. Wow. Uh, did a little stand in the desert in Saudi Arabia. That wasn't the most exciting, but um, <laughs> it, it's a good way to see the world. Um, again, for me, I, I never had a student loan, so I tell everybody if, if, if you can do it, just do it for the travel. Mm-hmm. And you know, I ended up retiring, but you don't have to do it. But it is a good way to get away and kind of see the world, and I have, so. Yeah, my brother has, um, he was on a special, he doesn't do it anymore. He actually teaches uh, pot flying, helicopter flying for the Army in Fort Rucker. But he used to do special ops, and so he's not allowed to talk about anything that he does. It's mm-hmm. like fly in, fly All out. It's the movies. You know, he lives the life of the movies. And, you know, <laughs> I say, oh, so you're like Van Diesel or whatever, you know, um, whoever the latest person is that's in those type of movies. But he is kind of a superhero to me. He's got – he told me he had – this is interesting – um, 85% disability in various parts of his body because of wow. things that have happened. Yeah. And yet he's like the most functioning person you would think. You would go, really? Where? <laughs> well, what? It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a cheater. Uh, the government will give you a disability rating so you can't claim anything when you get old. Mm. So they, they're, they'll, basically it's a way they can pay you. But you can't 20 years from now say, oh, I f- my leg fell off. No, we gave you money already. Yeah, so it's, yeah. y- you can function. You just don't want to be 100%. Yeah, no. I, I know some folks, and they're in pain yeah. from jumping out of airplanes, and knees are shot. So Yeah, his knees are shot yeah. and other things, but yeah. There's a good rating you want, but you don't want 100. <laughs> so your pivot in life um, has given you a great life that's filled with interesting chapters. 
from being a computer analyst, you shared that with us, mm -hmm. to working in the education sector as a conference planner, you know, and also with the U.S. Air Force. You shared an article, Please Feed the uni Unicorn, with tips on how to pivot well. I really like that article. Okay. So I wanted you to be able to share some of those tips. Well, with that, uh, unicorn is just uh, our code word for special people. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I would say tree branches, a lot of folks that I work with, my mentors are unicorn, my mentees to me are unicorns, and we want to make sure uh, we take care of them. But as far as the pivots, uh, the tips, like different things, again, your degree doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I, I told Caitlin today is when we're looking at hiring, I hire for character. I can teach you a job. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you have the character, you're going to show up and you have the want to, to do the job. I will hire you and I'll train you how to do that job. That's not the issue. So I'm degree. Great. Um, I would say the biggest thing that helped me with my, my multiple pivots is mentors. You know, I mentioned Ann Lloyd, and um, I'll mention her. I don't know if she's going to listen to this or watch it, but Janet Creighton, when I was in the Air Force, um, she gave me a lot of empowerment to do some things. So I would say, how do you pivot in life? If you go out and you figure out, hey, I want to change my career, I want to change my path, mentors. So always have those folks available and get mentors in multiple areas of your life. You got a professional, you got professional mentors, you've got educational mentors, you've got spiritual mentors, you've just got life, somebody you could just talk to and you bounce ideas off of multiple people. So when I say I talk to a lot of different folks, I have probably 12 tree branches that I either text or talk to on the phone all the time. And all the time could be once a week, once a month, but that has helped me with my pivot. Um, I've actually had one of my tree branches who works, she works for the tribe. She's the one who hired me. Hmm. So again, things come back to you if you take care of folks. Um, my UCF training, one of my branches who back at UCF, I'm coming back down here to do some training with student workers at the Chris Center in October. So someone who used to work for me hired me to come do that. So again, the pivots keep happening because of mentors and people how you take care of. Um, partnerships. So again, when you're talking networking and working with people, don't just take, right. give. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see how things come back to you. Um, another area for pivoting is listen. A lot of times that you talk to people, people really want to be able, when they talk to you, tell you what they're interested in. And if you're willing to stop sometimes and just listen, then you can idea pop into your head. So a lot of the articles I write for my blog is just for me talking to people. Uh, someone will say, a friend of mine who's a mentor, Kim Dean, she's in, she works for Deloitte in Atlanta. Uh, I work with her at Megan State College years and years. So she was in that office with Ann Lloyd. So um, she texts me, it's like, you're a unicorn. Just, and that's, that's our thing. And I wrote that article based on that because I'm a unicorn because of things she gives me. Uh, mm -hmm. She edits my LinkedIn profile and tells me what to add and what to change. She looks at my resume like, that's not good. She looks at my sales pitch when I'm reaching out to the company. So uh, listening, partnering, mentors, mm -hmm. and believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, no one's ever told me I can't do anything. If they did, I wouldn't listen to them. I always say if you can think it and you can believe it and you can someone if someone did it, I can do it. So how do I pivot from being an analyst to working in career services? Nobody told me I couldn't do it and I thought I could and I can talk my way into pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. uh, for event planning, I've been told no. And again, I, I would say when you run up against an obstacle, no is not personal. It's just something for you to go around or go over. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
So, you know, have I ever been told no? Yes. Have I ever been turned out for a job? Yes. But does it affect me? It's not personal. It's business for the most part. So I think if you can just take, go from rejection to rejection to rejection until you find exactly what you want, you're going to be successful. So those are some of the things that when I talk about that unicorn and pivoting, the mentors, the partnering, um, being willing to listen, Mm -hmm. believe in yourself. And we talked earlier, positive self-talk. I wake up every morning and I, I hype myself up. I'm my biggest hype man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when uh, you guys saw me right out here, I was texting one of my, my tree branches. Um, there's an article I have on the blog where I talk about walk-up music. So if you're going to do a big presentation, what do you listen to? And most of you, I don't listen to me. I do, to hype me up. Mm-hmm. So before I came in here, I'm sitting in the car and I changed my pit, my my... Uh, hype music is normally Bob Marley, mm-hmm. reggae, to kind of yeah. get me into the mindset of, uh, of listening. But I switched it to an old uh, hip-hop artist, Eric B. and Rakim. Oh, um, I know them. <laughs> and it, so I didn't let move the crowd. So mm-hmm. my job is to move y'all and kind of give you inspiration. And then I f- went from that to Prince. I'm a big Prince fan. Mm-hmm. Let's work. So I walked in the door thinking I'm getting ready to go to work, even though y'all said, I'm just going to interview you. But this is work mm-hmm. to me, and it's mm-hmm. enjoyable mm-hmm. at the same time. So I always say pivoting. What music gets you in that right mindset uh, for what you're going to do? So I, I play a lot of music to get myself. Before I do a presentation, I'm listening to music, and it gets me in the mindset of, okay, let's go to work. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice, well, yeah. Th- we do know that, well, I think there's a direct correlation between um, the volume of the music, the type of music and the volume of the music, and the amount of pressure put on the accelerator in the car. You know, it actually <laughs> determines if you're going to be getting a speeding ticket. So that's uh, that's key. But music does play that, uh, give us an ability. To and that's why I gravitate. I gravitate the reggae <laughs> because it puts you in a, in a good mindset. Kind of a mellow. Re- yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't have to. <clears throat> so when I show up, I'm like, hey, let's go to work. Let's, let's uh-huh. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Prince is good, too. <laughs> I would agree with that. Okay, so we are closing up to the um, end of our show. It always moves so very, very fast, unfortunately. Yeah, so we're going to give recognition to Valencia College. We love being here. Thank you. We love Q. He's the station manager. Notice, Q, I did not have to come and get you for any help tonight, so that's good. Um, We appreciate being in the studio, this great atmosphere, and we also like the new microphone that you put into the room. So let's do some shout-outs and go around the room. Jonathan, who's your shout-out for? Um, all of you guys for being here and, um, you know, my parents for sure. Oh, and your brothers. And my brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah and I your sister. We shouldn't forget sister. her. Yeah. Can't leave her out. Can't <laughs> Siblings her and out. parents. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mel? Um, a shout-out to my cousin Julie. She actually just graduated high school a year early. So, nice. yeah, congrats to that. Oh, just as always, a quick shout out to all my friends and family members, especially my mom. Uh, it's her birthday on the 31st. Okay. So happy birthday, mom. I'll be giving you a call just to celebrate and all that. I don't know if you're tuning in. Oh, uh, the end of June, the weekend of the 27th. Okay. Yeah. And a shout out to all of you guys and to you, Dr. Williams, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Imperia Sap. Uh, she's graduating from high school uh, in a couple of days, so congratulations to you, and shout-out to everybody here, and thank you for the speaker. Had great words and knows how to talk and has a lot of uh, mentorship and uh, insight. 
He has radio voice, I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got that radio voice. Okay, and Dr. Williams. I get to go. Um, I, I guess shout out to you guys for listening to me, invite me in, um, my tree. And if they're listening, they, they understand the unicorns that I, I know in the world and the unicorns that we're going to make. And you, Isabel, oh, just you. for um, the courage to kind of reach out because we didn't know each other. And she she met me through someone else and we had a conversation. And I think this has been a good partnership. So I really appreciate you inviting yeah. me down and, and let me participate. Oh, well, thank you. And my shout out goes first to you. Thank you for being our guest tonight. Thank you to our listeners. We always appreciate them. And then thank you for the team in the room. You guys always make this look easy and flawless and that is how it is looking here all the time and abby i'm really glad to see you here tonight too and then thanks to everybody else that's out there software team game team um sophie who does the music and then also all of the others that are interning with our employers and then katrina and i don't i feel like i forgot somebody but nonetheless thanks to all of those people past present and future all right, so you want to take us out? Oh, wait, you know, how to contact us on the show. It's uh, info at internpursuit.tech, and our phone number is 321-422-2166. And then you can find us on Facebook. Um, follow us there. It's Intern Pursuit. On Twitter, you can listen to us live on mixlr.com, Valencia College Radio. Follow the Intern Whisper. And as we close the show, we want to thank you, to listen for, thank you our listeners, for listening to us. Thank <laughs> you.